it's well, we all know enough. that you love your Reddit and your porn. Reddit's actually him. not great for porn anyway. I know it's not, but it what used to Reddit be good for porn. That. It's it's I I hate the professionalized gifs. I hate the pictures, like video. And there's only like one good subreddit for amateur videos, which is homemade xxx. Which like ninety percent of the content that flows through there are all reposts of blowjob videos. It's terrible. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> Welcome to Pillow Talk, your weekly podcast about sex, dating, and all that's in between. I'm your co-host, Zachary Bonzer. And I'm Christine McManigal. And today in the studio with us is psychology student at the University of Washington, Kyle Nyholm. Yo, 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 it's your boy. And today, we're doing a slightly more freewheeling episode. We'll be taking the bloopers and the funniest moments of our discussions about sex, religion, and Halloween, and mashing it all into one treat for you. It's going to be one hell of a special. Indeed. We're calling it Spoopy Bloopers, and it begins right now. Don't sexualize ASMR, you pig. What, you don't like that sweet, sweet vibration down your spine when you listen to two horn dogs going at it on UC Berkeley's campus podcast? <laughs> Come on now. Kyle, I believe I understand that you dated somebody who was religious, Latter-day Saints, Mormon. How, what was that like? Did it impact your guys' sexual health at all? Was it debilitating? Was it freeing? I don't know. Not with the Mormon so much. I've dated... When I was in high school, I was Christian, and I dated Christians, and we had, spoiler alert, we had premarital sex. Yeah, so with the Mormon girl, it really didn't impact much. She was an apostate, I think that's how you say it, by that point. So she had rejected the gospel, and I, too, had rejected the gospel of a different religion. So it didn't really impact it that much at that point. I guess. Interesting. Did, to get at. Was her parents still very religious? Yes, but they were actually in Utah. She didn't live with them. They were too religious for her. So You never met them. You never had to deal with the dinner table conversations you'd have with the Mormon parents of a girl you were... I had met them years before, but I never had any awkward dinner conversations. I never had to look her dad in the eye. Fair enough. Things I did to her. Did she have any sexual repressions? Was there any layover from her days being in the Mormon church? Sexual repressions? I don't think so. I don't think she was ever... I don't think she was ever really a true believing Mormon, necessarily. There was always doubt, which is kind of how I was as a Christian. So, yeah, I don't think they really impacted anything that much. Well, what about for yourself? You were raised as a Christian. I'm assuming you come from a Christian household. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a sense of guilt for basically breaking premarital laws and engaging in sexual activities when you were a child or younger, I should say? It's weird. I never did. I never really felt bad after having sex, but my Christian high school girlfriend felt terrible every time, and she would often cry afterwards, and that's... That sounds really emotionally charring yeah it was for her and we broke up twice over it because she wanted to be a better christian and we ended up getting back together well hold on why would you break up though just because she wants to be a better christian doesn't mean yes have to break up you could have stopped engaging in sexual activities and we tried that i guess we're both just too attractive 
you know? So, didn't work out. Darn. Yeah. Oh, I hate sure. when that happens. I hate when Any I'm, day now it'll happen again, I swear, but... <laughs> I hate when I'm too attractive that I can't repress my sexual urges in the name of his holy name, Jesus Christ our Savior. Well, I mean, if we're going to have to get an hour of this in, might as well have to. We don't need to get an hour of this in. We can be any time slot we want. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's it's nice to humanize us. We're not just, like, sexed up monsters. Like, we can have that little couch foray. <laughs> Says the guy who hasn't, like, had any sex for a while or dated. Okay, I think we're all three in that category. Well, we're in the we're in the Mojave Desert basically right now. Let's have a threesome. <laughs> the thing is, that's no. like the second time I've heard that this year, so I, do, I can't take that seriously. My friend Josh and Eva, like whenever I hang out with them, they Josh and Eva, <gasps> they make, they're both bisexual. They make they make jokes sometimes. They're not joking. Sh- they're not joking. I know. I know. I don't want to see Josh's penis, though. I don't want to see Josh's penis. I bet he's a nice one. Probably circumcised no, as well. No, yeah, he's an asshole. Assholes never have really nice penises. But it was like 9% of women masturbate three times a month. I think more women should be boundless. Zachary? <laughs> this Got it in there. <laughs> You just had to sneak it in. <laughs> in something we're not gonna use. Like a Trojan, we sneak it in there. You know there's a Trojan condom phone case outside, taped to my wall. No, I didn't know that. It's supposed to fit an iPhone, and apparently it doesn't. There's, someone put a post on it saying, it's too small, just like their condoms. Although, I what agree. I do know is that immediately below the rest of that my- That better make it on there. Elite. I want the public to know. <laughs> Oh, no. Wait, actually, hold on. Do you think they're too small? I'm being serious. Okay, so... Because my partner... Let me explain this to you. Yeah, I have a few Big words Big condoms this. don't get any longer. Their diameter increases. The girth increases? Yeah, the girth increases. The length doesn't, which a lot of people don't know. So a lot of people will say they're too small, even though they're not too small. They just ran out of length. Yeah, it's the high school hold- holdover of thinking that penis size is somehow only proportional to how long it is. Like, none saying. of this is making it in the podcast, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I refuse on principle to buy any sort of non-standard condom. Like, I will only use standard size condoms. I have no idea if it fits right or not, but, like, it's very, very <laughs> tight. How, t- like, it, like, it leaves a ring afterwards? Like, like for a while? Yeah, It yeah. feels like it's constricting. It's a bit of an indent. It's a bit constrictive. It makes me last longer, though. So, I mean, there's That's that. not, that means it's too tight. And it can break easier. Uh, if you're stretching that's, it out, that's only happened. That's gonna... only happened once. The You've only broken one condom. Yeah, friction only happens from a you lack of lubricant. Sweet summer child. No, friction only happens from a last of lu- lack of lubricant. If the condom's not moving against my skin because it's tight on it, then there's really no way to break it. I don't think it's I... your skin you need to worry about. Well, that's the lack of lubricant. There was never. There was always an abundance of lubricant. Good for you for making sure she stays wet. But I'm just saying, I've broken plenty of condoms, and everything's like correct. I'm really sorry. Okay, I mean, just, that's what happens when... Lay off the kegels, jeez. <laughs> a, they were Durex, so I should have expected that. Uh, I've tried Durex a few times. I, I've tried... I also didn't know that they yeah. broke, because I was in a truck. Yeah, it's... That ve- was a wonderful wake-up It's very morning. clear when it broke. <laughs> you look so disappointed. Like, like when you I feel imagined it, a semi initially. Yeah. No, when it, when you, when you, when you, like, feel, like, the snap and, like... 
all of a sudden things are just much warmer. You're like, something went wrong. Uh, <laughs> something went very right. Ooh. It was actually happening like as I was trying to penetrate, so it wasn't actually ever an inside issue, which that was the time in which I just did not foreplay I think properly. I've, I've broken three. I can remember exactly every single one I've broken. Two of them were directs in the same night. The third one was me trying to do something. Yeah. Also, people like really We were trying issue. to do anal sex and it snapped immediately. People really have issue trying to, people really have issue <laughs> buying lubricant. A lot of- I was thinking about doing a lubricant episode. Lubricant's great. We want to do it? We can, we can buy for, like 20 for, different brands. For Halloween of like 2014, I think, we got salted caramel taste or flavored lubricant. And it was <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> for Halloween. I was slutty Bob Ross last year. How are you slutty Bob Ross? I just opened my shirt one more button. <laughs> Is there anything like special going on? Like, do you have like, chest hair or like amazing pectorals? I prefer not to answer that. <laughs> did you put on an afro? Did you have like the artist's little? I did. Did and you grow I, out I your beard extra long for it as well? He doesn't have that long of a beard. That's why I chose Bob Ross. Last Halloween, actually, was Rocky Horror, and so I was dressed how I usually dress for Rocky Horror, which is to say, go to Trendy Wendy on Capitol Hill on Broadway and pick out the most absurd items I can. Like we're talking wrist warmers with like bedazzled skulls on them, fishnet leggings. So I'm assuming you were Meatloaf or whoever plays. No, I wasn't cosplaying anybody. I was just cross-dressing. Fantastic. I did, mean, did you get anybody interested? It's 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 a tradition for me to to cross dress at Rocky Horror in October. I've been doing it for almost five no four years I now. I bet your ass looks great in fishnets. Actually, the first time I went to Rocky Horror, I wore these shorts that were like hot pink, except for the. How short were they? I had a pretty decent bulge going on. I was about to say like. Yeah. Um, they, if it's not hanging out, they're not short enough. Yeah, and across the back, like right across the butt, just read um, in black lettering, juicy. And so I was wearing these with fishnet leggings and go-go boots that were like stark white. I love it. I think I had a corset on as well. And that's what I went in. That was just me doing Rocky Horror. I had amazing makeup on. Apparently my face looks like an androgynous person's when it has a lot of makeup on it. So yeah, I just pulled it off really well. Uh, two guys at the Rocky Horror place tried to give me their number, but I wasn't interested. You're also in, not yeah, gay. Yeah, so that was unfortunate for them because I was giving everybody the wrong idea. This girl I really liked was the one that actually picked out my outfit for me. Did her picking this outfit for you at all increases your chances of getting her into bed? Or I dating don't, her? I don't think my heart had ever beat faster than when she told me to take off my clothes. <laughs> Let's be fair, a lot of men sexualize nurses. My mom's a nurse at UW Medical Center. And so her job is, she's a transplant nurse at UW. Little fun fact about Christine's family. As part of being on the transplant floor is that a lot of people have surgery. And when you have surgery, you get a catheter. And so nurses have to check your catheter. And she's, my mom tells me she sees about 40 erections a day. Wow. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, my mom's a MILF. So it's expected. She's single? So... Side note, adultery is really common. I mean, it's just a really common thing. I wouldn't think your mom would do that. But just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. Never Thanks, heard that Zach. one before. <laughs> I'm kidding. Have uh, you even met my mom? No, no you haven't. I know, but I'd like to. Give us some of your favorites if we're into that. Uh, sexy nurses. 
Those are your favorites? Yeah, I hope my mom's not listening to this. She's a nurse too, but it has nothing to do with her. There's no Oedipus are we sure? complex. Yeah, so do we need to dive into your Oedipus complex? No, there isn't one, fortunately. They have to be like blonde. Like Angela from The Office, season eight, episode six. Ooh, she was fine. That's so specific. Well, we just watched it last night, so it's not that impressive. Oh, oh my god. I was really so impressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, you ruined it for Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. You can ruin something of mine. I'm not actually that into nurses. They're overdone, you know? I need something real. There's at least, fresh. Like, fresh. Okay. I want, I want... I don't know what that is. As long as it's not slice? a slutty cat, because I've seen that before. I want to get brutalized by slutty police officers. Do we need to talk about you and your need for to be beaten by women sexually? No. You sure? <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> um, Why is that a thing? I, there is, there's a decent percentage of men that just love the idea of women dominating them. I'm actually not one of them. You're not one of them? Okay. Yeah, I, li- I like the idea of like the woman or person taking a hand in kind of controlling the flow of things. But beyond that, I don't want to be put in a position of submission. Taking control of things, I think that any guy wants some guidance. Well, it's less about guidance, but more like wanting to feel like they actually give a shit. About having a good time? Yeah, a lot of girls just feel like they're doing you a favor when you have sex with them. Yeah, and they don't I put any that. effort into it. Hold on. We don't put effort into it? A lot of girls are straight up starfishes. I'm sorry. They're not doing it right. Well, I mean, this I is can... a, this is completely <clears throat> analogous from other people's experiences. I have not slept with nearly enough women to make broad sweeping statements like that. But I, what I can do is gather all the stories that I've heard mm-hmm. and kind of mesh it into one idea of what a lot of sex turns out to be. For me, like, every single time I've been with a guy, I've needed to drink Gatorade afterwards. Mm. To That's how things go. Yeah, a lot of electrolytes lost. A lot of electrolytes. Yeah, because to be honest, girls are trying so hard to make sure that we finish as well the entire time. There's a lot of adult... That should be the easiest part for the girl to do, though, in theory. Oh my god, Zach. (laughs) But women orgasm every time, No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you don't need to be up and moving around or doing anything really intensive. Okay. If you're finishing orally. Who's finishing whom? Good point. No, if, if the guy is finishing the girl orally, the most that's going to happen with the girl is that she's tensing up. Okay, in that context, maybe. I can, I can see I can see your Unless point. Unless the girl's on how, top while it's happening. Okay, she's just sitting on your face. Anyways, but think of how many men actually like finish their girls orally. Not that not that many of them. Those are rookie numbers, guys. you got to pump them up. I'm just saying, I've never had a guy finish me off orally afterwards. But then again, he didn't need to because I made sure I was taken care of and I was exhausted afterwards. Do you have any idea how hard it is to make sure that you're coming while underneath them and con- and you're basically like on the small of your back, your legs are in the air, you're, you're doing legs lift the entire time, you're also contracting your pelvic floor muscles and doing kegels. It's exhausting afterwards. So yes, we actually do some work. Sounds like a chore. <sighs> it is not a chore to have an orgasm. No, 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 having the orgasm is like a sweet solid 30 seconds for women, but like everything up to that sounds like a chore. I mean, like, you're still enjoying yourself the entire time. You still feel good. Mm, fair enough. Are women supposed to enjoy themselves while having sex with me? Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> you're allowed to have you guys this. ever Have you guys ever been spooked during sex? Spooked. Condom breaks, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty spooky. Um, Finding the broken condom the next day, that's spooky as well. Parents almost walking in, that's pretty spooky. I think the Guilty. biggest panic attack I've ever had 
this is the only hookup I've ever had. I've only had one hookup with, with my best friend in his truck. And so we finished. And then I found a small piece of the condom when I was showering afterwards later that night. And then I realized it was the tip of the condom. I realized that it had broken and we didn't realize it. Wait, the tip was intact? Impressive. It was literally like the tip was sliced off somehow. I have no idea how it ripped off like that. <laughs> this is like the movie Teeth. <laughs> Oh, God. Have you seen that one? Yes. Talk about spooky. <laughs> I can assure you nothing's weird about my genitalia. Not only is Kyle a psychology student, he's also a horror film buff. Anyway, so I'm freaking out because it's four in the morning, and in about four hours, I'm having my wisdom teeth removed, and I have no idea where I'm going to grab, like, plan B, shit like that. Also, apparently, the anesthetic I was on was going to counteract a little bit. That sounds... Okay, so you're mid-anesthetic, right? You're about to get your wisdom teeth out, and then heavy flow from plan B, right as that's happening. That sounds like a catastrophe waiting to happen. I was amazing. I was totally fine afterwards. Really? Yeah, my, my wisdom teeth removal was totally fine. Okay, and you took plan B? Yeah, I took it about 15 minutes before I left for my appointment. Oh. Because I called out my best friend, and he's yeah. like, fuck. Does it usually take a while? To, oh, yeah, the whole 24, 48 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you want to take it before 72, so I'm like... Yeah. I was also freaking out because I was ovulating that weekend, and I was like, this is the worst timing for anything whatsoever. Yeah, I feel really bad when pharmacies in, like, the Midwest exist where you can't buy Plan B over the counter. Because they, so pharmacists are allowed to say no somehow. Yeah. That's spooky. Uh, like, like <laughs> having to accidentally have a child because some dude you found on t- Tinder shagged you and the tip of the condom somehow sliced hey, right off. I am on Tinder my no, best friend. Okay, I'm theorizing now. <clears throat> Any uh, spooky sex from you, Kyle? Spooky sex. Yeah, like skeleton costumes? No. Juggalos? No, not yet. Oh. I I honestly don't have anything spooky, sadly. Just, you know, common drinks and parents, but... And parents, ooh. Almost walking in, that sort of thing. Late periods are pretty spooky. Or, Or literally walking in. Have they? Actually, one time, my girlfriend and I, we were just making out and I reached down to grab my water or I, I like rolled over her we were watching like Chuck on Netflix I think so I'm on top of her grabbing my water bottle off the bed my dad comes in and he's like what are you doing and I was like we're watching Chuck and he's like it looks like a weird way to watch Chuck and I was <laughs> literally just watching Chuck but grabbing my water bottle so it looked like we were having sex so I'm he so didn't sorry. trust us alone in the room do you have to leave your door open afterwards? Uh, no, thankfully not. Do you guys want to hear something absurd? I'll tell you something absurd if you tell me something absurd. Two months into my relationship with my ex, my dad was totally fine with her just staying over in my room any night I wanted. You're also a guy as well. But for my absurd sex, I think the sca- this is the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. It wasn't the condom breaking. That wasn't the scariest part. It was about six hours beforehand. Same story, truck. We were in Discovery Park. If anybody knows anything about Seattle, Discovery Park is fucking scary at night. That's where most of the homeless guys like to live, in like the Magnolia area. Um, there was a cannibal found a couple of years ago. They found a half-eaten leg. They couldn't find the rest of the body. Oh, I always wanted to camp out there at some point. Please don't. Anyways, so we were parked in this one parking lot. If you live in Magnolia, you know the parking lot. Everybody has sex there on the weekends. You just walk in and there's like cars parked every other lane. Anyways... So he and I are parked there, and we're both naked, and we're in the middle of having sex, and the cop pulls up next to us and chooses our car to bust on for having um, 
what, what's what's the term for having sex out like in public? Indecent exposure. Yeah, indecent exposure. So he's busting us for indecent exposure because we're both completely naked. His windows aren't blacked out. And so my best friend decides to step on the gas and speed off with the co- with the cops chasing us. Oh wow. Wow. That's bold. So he's speeding off and he manages to get me off while he's speeding off. It's like a Fast and the Furious that, movie. That's even bolder. That sounds like a scene that got cut from the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies because it was too Hey, fast if and college furious. doesn't work out, I'll be an extra. So what was the what, what happened? What was the outcome? What was the outcome? Um, yeah. We lost the cops because we know our way around. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's and then we drove to um, an ex-friend's house and fished in their driveway. You were that horny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we... You just had to finish after running from the cops. Yeah. That's respectable. Mm-hmm. Talk about dedication. What's your favorite sex scene in a spooky movie? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Because I feel like a lot of, if you're going to be spooky rated R, there's going to be some like tits thrown in there. There's stuff that like slipped in there. And a lot of the times, these horror film directors like to sort of put the audience at unease by giving them an intimate moment. The sex scene in Halloween when, oh, I don't remember what their names are, but one of the women, and I, I think this guy named Bob, they're having sex, and then he's like, they finish, and he's like, I'm going to go grab a beer. He goes downstairs, gets killed by Michael Myers, and then Michael Myers puts on this, like, sheet like a ghost and walks back up and goes into the doorway, and the woman thinks that it's Bob, and so she's like, come to bed, honey, and then it's Michael Myers, and he just stabs her, and mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's so great. Ooh, I, I, I can think of it. Have you ever seen the movie, oh my god, what's it called? It is Michael Douglas. Basic Instinct. The movie is called Basic Instinct. And so it's a no. crime movie. The movie is based on a cop who's trying to solve these murders that are that are based off of this really famous novel. And then it's a crime novel and these women and men get brutally murdered with ice picks usually. And so he's solving the um, murder mystery. Or the writer is kind of like teasing him. She's one of the main suspects because these crimes are completely, they're, every little detail is identical to her novels. And so she's super sexual. She uh, there's a scene where she's being interrogated, and she dressed she dressed up for it, and so she's in this crisp white um, like dress and blazer, and she's just completely naked. And you you see her crossing her legs, and there, she's not wearing any underwear. And there's some fantastic sex scenes going on between the cop and her. Beca- and it's just it's absolutely amazing. Like if you want to see great, it's it's considered one of the best sex scenes ever um, filmed because of how realistic it is. Is that the movie where the chick is in the white dress and she like uncrosses her legs? Mm-hmm. That was known for when you would rent it at the video store back when it first came out, you'd be playing the movie and then we'd get to that scene and it would the it would be all distorted because so many people would have paused and rewound at that point so that they could catch a glimpse of some sweet vagina. You, know? you can't see that much, but like just enough. Yeah. Yeah, and it was in standard definition too on CRTs, so it mm-hmm. looked like nothing. But you know, when mm-hmm. you didn't have the internet. But then there's the rest. The rest of the movie just the sex scenes are so passionate, and like the guys getting. Okay, I don't like the idea of ripping up someone's back literally, but they have fantastic sex apparently. Have you seen the movie Raw? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I think I might have told you about it. It's set in France, and this girl goes to veterinary school. And she eats meat for the first time. Her family is 
they're all staunch vegetarians. She eats meat for the first time as part of an initiation ritual. And from that point on, she has a taste for human flesh. Oh, God. That's kind of tied to sexuality. So she has sex with this guy at one point and basically ends up, like, biting him over and over again. And he's, like, trying to stop her. And then she wakes up in the morning and there's blood everywhere and he's dead because his sister ended up eating him in the middle of the night. It was... Why would his sister eat him? I honestly wasn't too sure about that. She, like, stabbed him with a pool cue and then ate him. It was it was a weird movie. It mm. was one of the weirder ones. But the sex scenes were very cannibalistic, if you're into that sort of thing. I don't know about best sex scene from a horror movie. Do you have a favorite? I do know that some of the most disturbing sex scenes in a horror movie I've ever seen came straight out of Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. Do you, all right, do you want some background on Cannibal Holocaust? Because it's a very, it's, it's one of those out there movies. It's though. an obscure movie. It's an obscure movie. I think Kyle would have the best description for this movie because he's, he, he's the one that pitched it to me. He's the reason why I ever saw this flailing nightmare of a movie. First of all, it's the most controversial film ever made. What is there to it say look, about the sexuality of it? It I looks mean. like a snuff film. Like, the entire movie looks like a snuff film. And all of the sex scenes that happen in the movie are super, super assaulty. Yeah. They're really uncomfortable to watch. They're violent. Very realistic. Yeah, they did not share any sort of concessions with their producers about censorship. They they showed a lot. And it, it never was like a close-up intimate sex scene. It was always from a distance. According to legend, that movie was investigated, or the director was investigated by like the FBI because that film was thought to be a snuff film. What the director did was once he finished shooting, he had the actors go into hiding to make it more realistic and to cause controversy because people would think it's a snuff film, and it really looks like one. Yeah, half the scenes actually do look like they're legitimately burning down an aboriginal tribal village. You can't really tell whether or not parts of it are in Hollywood or parts of it are on site, and so that whole blending of the acting and the reality makes you think that on some of those scenes of horror, it's plausible that it was legitimately filmed. It was a unsettling movie, to say the least, and I couldn't wank for days after it. Oh, honey. I could. I think American movie that you can also focus on is Boogie Nights. Have either of you watched that? Sadly, no. No. Okay, it's a Mark Wahlberg movie. He's pretty young when he did it. He's this high school deadbeat. He's not going anywhere with classes. And he meets a... He's a busser at a nightclub, and he ends up meeting this really famous porn producer. And so Mark Wahlberg ends up being a porn star because he has a huge cock. And so there's these really odd sex scenes that's very 70s-esque. There's scenes where he's hooking up with a girl. She still has her roller skates on, stuff like that. And it's on, like, a couch. And just shag carpets, everything. And the end, I don't know if like this is actually Mark Wahlberg's dick or not. The ending scene for this movie, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for anybody, but the end scene is he's still a porn star, and he's having this issue, and so he's like staring himself in a mirror, and he stands up, unbuttons his pants, whips out his, he's hung, like he's hung like a horse. He whips out his dick, and then like stands there staring at it, and says, I'm a fucking star, and the movie just cuts like that. And it's... <laughs> I do that every morning. <laughs> 
you're how do I you're, put it? You're playing with the threshold of pain because it's a yeah, it's a wanna, give and take of trust. You don't want to break bones. You don't well, want to break actually, their pelvis. You actually break the probably the coccyx. That's a tailbone. Anybody actually wants to know? That's not anything special. It's not the penis bone. No, and humans are one of the few that don't have a dick bone. Whales have a huge dick bone. How big? Like, is there is like a meter length? How do you break a penis if there's no penis bone? Um, you can do a penile fracture by um destroying the muscles in a certain way. But why is it called a fracture if it has nothing to do with you the bone? You rip the muscles and they will never heal properly and you will never achieve the same erection. But what they can do is they can put in a little, basically an inflatable Inflate. tube, mm-hmm. and then you just have a button on your balls that you press and it'll inflate. Isn't it's, that cool? It's what they do for transgendered reassignment surgery, basically, because a woman, if a woman becomes a man he will not be able to achieve a natural erection, and so they put an implant, and you kind of, like, squeeze one of your balls, and it inflates. It's kind of magical. Interesting. Medicine is amazing. Oh, oh, I can... There's one thing I can think of that's just weird, but it borders on kinks. Mm, I hate kinks. It stops the water flow. I always have to go fucking back up the hose, and I have to find where the fuck it kinked, and then I have to unwrap it, and then I have to straighten it out, and sometimes it double kinks, and, ah. Uh, Stop it, please. You're, you didn't have to water the lawn by hand when you were young? God, that shit's the worst. Of course I did. You watered your lawn? I watered my garden. Yeah, well, now I, have I five didn't have a garden. I lived, in, are like I lived in a suburban wasteland. The only, like, really freaky thing was when I learned that my partner had a kink that I didn't know about. Ooh. His kink was into blood. So it's a more interesting one. So, like, parting the Red Sea? Or, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's not my style. Yeah, so he was really into having period sex. And so there are women who are interested in having, in having period sex, but you have to be really careful about it because your cervix and the top of your vaginal canal is really sensitive just from everything. And so it, it can be sore or painful if you're having sex, and that's why I was not interested in it. But he really wanted to, so we did. And the only really freaky thing is when he went down on me and I didn't realize he was going to, and he came up. Oh. oh. Oh, oh man. Suddenly Count Dracula. <laughs> yeah, so that... He had those fake Halloween teeth in. That would be a great joke. That would oh, be man. so spoopy. <laughs> but just slip them in. Wait, before you come back up, just put on a cape and, and some fake vampire Do you teeth. Have, have you hey, hey, what are you for Halloween? Oh, I just went down on my girlfriend. All right, Kyle, thank you for coming and talking to us about spoopy sex. If you'd like to hear more or like to contact us and give us some advice on what we should be talking about, please email us at podcast at dailyudub.com. Thank you. Goodbye. Wow. Wow. Bye, everyone. That's amazing. Science, technology, engineering, and math. My name is Prapanit Dua, and I host a podcast called Women in STEM, where I sit down and talk with men and women in different STEM fields about where their careers have taken them, and I also discuss important issues surrounding women in these fields. Join me every other Tuesday on the Soundbite Network from the University of Washington. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.